Hi, everyone. Welcome to It's His Story. I'm so glad you decided to join us today. I thank Anchor for allowing me to do this. And you can do it, too. All you have to do is get on Anchor, and you can compose your own podcast. And they'll be even bless you by taking it and sending it out to other venues. It's such a blessing, or it is for me anyway. My name is Barbara Culver. And I want to share how the Bible has a role in your life today. And I know a lot of people can't get that because it was written thousands and thousands of years ago. But it applies to your life today. I was 18 when I got married. In fact, I had only been 18, 23 days. I didn't know anything about life. I didn't even know how to boil water, much less how to be married. I didn't know anything about how to live the life of a married lady. I soon got pregnant and we had our first daughter 11 months later. I found myself one day holding a baby, rocking her as she cried because she had colic, telling the Lord, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to be a mom, and I don't even know how to be a wife. I need help. And if you will teach me how to do that, I'll do the best that I know how. Well, I began studying the Word of God, and He led me to different passages, but one that really impressed my life at that time was How was I going to make my life a God-centered life? How was I going to be able to do what God requires me to do as a wife, as a mom, even as a person? One of the passages he led me to was Psalms 1. It was there that I learned how important it was to be living a God-centered life. So let's read Psalms 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, or stands in the way of sinners, or sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree that's planted by the river's water that brings forth its fruit in his season. And the leaf on it will not wither. And whatsoever he does, he shall prosper at. The ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft with which the wind blows away. The ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. That passage gave me a lot of learning as I meditated upon it and I thought about what it was really saying to me. 
number one, it said that if I wanted to live a God-centered life, I would be blessed. That doesn't mean earthly blessings, external blessings, but it meant internal blessings. Blessings that I can't even fathom that I really own in my life, but they're there. But there's a condition. I have to not live in the counsel of the ungodly. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to have any problems. No trials in my life. But it means that I don't listen to the world to give me counsel about my life. I don't talk to the world about my problems. I go to the one who is the wonderful counselor, Jesus. Because it's he that gives me strength. He is full of wisdom and he helps me to stay focused on living a God-centered life. So I take my counsel from the word of God because that's where I find pleasure. That's what delights me. I learned to have a God-centered life. I had to delight in his word and in order to, to do that, I have to open up the book and I had to read it. It's the only thing that is just and right in my life and in your life. Now to delight in it, I must not only open it up and read it, but I have to think about what it says to me. How does this apply to me? How does living a life that is taking counsel from the word of God apply to my life? Well, I had to teach myself how to do that. Because in teaching myself, I learned I had to obey it the best I knew how. Now, I don't do that perfectly every time. No one will. I can promise you there are going to be times when you fail. But you know what? You have Jesus in your life. And he'll just pick you up. And he'll clean you off. And he'll say, now go and do it the right way. Do it my way. Jesus uses the word of God to guide me. To help me to have his wisdom about how to live this God-centered life that I needed so desperately in those early years of my life. To be God-centered, I know I will have strength. I will be like that tall tree that's planted beside a stream of water and it, the roots of it drink from that stream. Where are my roots? Well, my roots needed to be grounded in the Word. That's the only place that I can stay rooted in and know that I'm right. It is the Word that supplies the living water that I need to give me strength in those hard days, those stressful times in life. It's in those times 
that I draw upon what I have read and how I have studied it that carry me through. I always think of Corey Timboon. And if you haven't read her book, I encourage you to do it. But she talks about her and her sister being in concentration camp. I can't even fathom how that would be, what that would look like. But she said it was in those concentration camps where they didn't have a Bible. But they had scripture within them. And they would quote scriptures to each other. And they would talk about God and his goodness and his kindness and his love for them. And they knew that God was taking care of them. They would sing hymns of praise, knowing that God was right there with them. I don't care what you're going through. God will stand beside you if you have a God-centered life. It's there. It's that God-centered life that will yield the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. We read those in the book of Galatians 5, verses 22 to 23. It is that fruit that our tree will bear our lives will bear it and people will see it and they'll glory in it to know that God is ever present with us and those fruit are a part of our life is such a blessing to know that I have his love his joy and his peace with me all the time helps me to carry through and do the things I need to do. Now, the other six, they're not always present with me every day. But those three I can count on. They're with me all the time. But the other six, I have to draw from that water, from the Word of God, and I have to let it become who I am in order to have patience, kindness, goodness, in order to be faithful to God, to be gentle with people. I'm not always that. And I'm certainly not self-controlled all the time. Every once in a while that shows up. But when I do that, even the leaves on my tree won't wither. Because, you see, the Word is constantly filling me and blessing me to do what God desires, not what I desire. Then it's my soul that prospers. Because my mind, my will, and my emotions, I have to feed them daily so that they can keep me going. Friend, only you can open up your Bible and drink from it. No one can do it for you. And God will not pour out things upon you automatically.
he does have contingencies. If you do this, you will be blessed. I pray today that if you don't have a God-centered life because you don't know my Jesus, I pray that you will repent. Repent of not being on the mark, but missing it and asking him to forgive you and receiving the gift of salvation he has for you. If you're one of those who maybe have the gift of salvation in you, but you're not learning how to live that God-centered life because you're refusing to open up the Bible, I pray today that the Holy Spirit will touch your mind. He will touch your emotions and give you a desire to see what God has for you in the Word of God. He wants to fill you up with it. Will you let him? I hope so. We'll continue this next time. And until then, you have a blessed week. And know that God loves you just like you are. Let him change you. You can't change yourself or no one else. But when you let Jesus in, he changes you. Bye.